0: Hello. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning to everyone tuning into this episode of FPL Nations. Today we have a special guest, somebody who um, I've known for a little bit. Somebody who I met on um, <laughs> somebody who I've met on Discord, and somebody who introduced me to the game. Really, really gave me the foundation for all of that i in FPL now. And you know, somebody who's definitely guided me throughout all of the major decisions that I've made in um, in FPL since I started. Um, so that's Stinger. What's up, Stinger? How are you how's everything on your end? I'm
1: good now, What What's up with you? Um, Merry yeah. Christmas as well, guys, and happy new year for those who have been over to that side. I know me and Dom still have uh, about eight to nine hours to go. Yep,
0: yep. Yeah, same to you, man. Same to everybody. Um my Christmas is good. I I think and I told you that I went to Returned to the home if you want to call it that. I returned again five days. Um and then I returned back to Shermad where I live about three days before Christmas. So it was a very quiet Christmas with the family. Um I went to church day um in the morning and then returned and had breakfast and lunch together. Rested and in the evening we just relaxed and had some good quality time, so that's always great. And well the new year is gonna yeah. be just about the same, you know, you have to go to church in the evening and then just relax you all the night. Do well, you have any plans for the rest of the
1: day? No, you know, we, the only plan really is just uh, hang out with some friends. Uh, you know, while they're there chatting, we'll probably take a break and try sorting out the FPL because it's only a few hours to go for the deadline, really, because I am highly doubt I'll be waking up in time for it. I'll probably have to set a few alarms. I'm this, just realize this, this, that I'm this, not really going to be able to
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think over. I think one of the best places to start is where we ended off, which is last game week. Um, I think I can start with how my game week went because it was a real big roller coaster. And personally, I really, um, I really didn't have the highest of hopes when the game week started um, because I made two choices, and those two chances were specifically because I had games that were postponed and that were affecting me big, guy, in a big way, in that I had a triple Arsenal attack. Um, I had Ramsdale, I still have Ramsdale, I had Smith-Rowe and I had Lacazette for the weeks prior because you know how those affected game weeks really really change people's direction. So I yeah. sold Lacazette and brought in Antonio which, you know, bought me points, so that was great. But then I sold um, my bench keeper, who does, is not a starter and I don't think he, I think he's loaned out to some other team. He wasn't near starting. I brought in Dubram Newcastle because I saw Newcastle's fixtures, and I think I saw a start where they're playing the majority of the next fixtures are against the bottom seven. So I was like, you know what? He's a good second option, Ramsey is probably going to be starting for the rest of the game weeks anyway. But just in case he has a tough game week here there, I can probably use the Rafka's fixtures as a as a
1: background. It yeah, turns out that he, he- is. Yeah. Right, right no, I think that um, it's very sensible to have two playing goalkeepers um with how things are going. it's I don't think this is the best time to have like a three point eight defender, a four point five midfielder, uh, unless you know it's probably like Brown Hill who's guaranteed a two pointer every week. But yeah, it's very sensible now to have and uh, fifteen play um playable guys where you know that if someone if late fixture cancel or so and they'll always sub in. So it, it, it was a good buy. Something similar happened to me a few weeks earlier when I brought in Guaito. Only for yeah. Butland to take his game. Then I heard I don't even know what was what happened to him. But he missed the, the following game as well. But yeah. um it's 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 really tough these days, but Dubravka, not not a bad choice because they, as you said, they they would have Watford leads Everton who are really um fluctuating, Aston Villa who like a, a, a decent fixture and West Ham, but then they have Brentford as well. So Dubravka, not a bad pick. It just it's just unfortunate what happened. I heard that they currently have a few COVID cases as well as injuries. So due to that, the following game week has been postponed for them as well. Yeah. That is that was that is definitely tough. And um so I had to
0: play the the, the last game week without a <laughs> without a keeper. And then when the the squads released, I then found out a livement wasn't starting either because he's He's uh, one of my defenders that I haven't really been able to move out yet. I need to get him out. But, you know, everything else fires all over the place. I haven't been able to Mm -hmm. attack him just as yet. So he didn't play. So that made me um, play the game with nine players. But with all that being said, I still was able to um, get 70 points, which was incredible. And I was mainly due to my midfield of Foden, Son and Bowen getting all double digits returns with Son with my captaincy ban, of course. And then Ronaldo coming in to the double digit as well, along with both Antonio and Dennis returning, which is, I think, the first time this season that I've had all three strikers return in the same game week or something close to that. Uh, so I definitely had a, an incredible gift after starting off so poorly uh, with the transfers that I had.
1: With nine pl- um, players as well. That's, that's, that's very good because um, the average was 37. So uh, that's a very good game week for you. How's the overall ranking you now?
0: So I, th- if I remember correctly, I had dropped the previous game week to 140k. And as a result of this game week, I think I I jumped nearly 70k. So I'm now at 74,000. Mm-hmm. 74, 600 native overall, which is a great jump. And I'm really happy to be back in the top 100k because um, I had made the top 100k a few weeks ago and then fell out like immediately. So I'm trying to remain as possible to moving forward because this is my aim, to finish in the top 100k for the season. Yeah, so, let's talk about so that.
1: What, 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 what's, your,
0: what's your overall aim for this season? That's, that is definitely you'll finish in the top 100k our mini league as well. The the mini league that is um, named after this podcast, the FBL Nations. I would love to finish in the top ten there too. I actually just cracked the top ten this week. So those are two. Those are two aims that I have, and then I think I want to finish in the top hundred in Chantabigo as well. I'm currently one hundred and four in the country. So if I can make some move upwards, that will be great there as well. What about you what are your um what are your aims and how is your overall rank looking and stuff right now?
1: Um, well I'd said in I'd, I was speaking with the guys in the group and then they mentioned the prospect of having a, a league for money. I'm currently in one of those um it's I think the jackpot is something I like it's about sixty thousand Jamaican dollars which would probably be up close to five hundred US dollars. So mm-hmm. it it yeah okay. it, it, it's, it's pretty decent. I've been really like that, that. That's my main aim this season. There's that. Um, it's always good to be in the top one hundred k. I don't think I've ever finished in it. I think the highest was hundred and something or two hundred and something thousand. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm really trying because for. The entirety of November, I had been doing so well, I'd got to about 54,000. And then the December farm came in, all the postponements, um, bad transfers, bad captain picks. I found myself about 150,000. Um, After this game week, as I had finished the game week with 55, I managed to make it back up to, I believe, I am just outside the top 100K, I'm at 106. I okay. um, went with the the safe captain choice of Cancelo because I I figured City would be guaranteed the clean sheet at Captain Ronaldo the week before, and we know how that Newcastle game went. Mm-hmm. So I I really couldn't bring myself to doing it two weeks in a row when I knew that there there were guaranteed points for Cancelo. I wasn't so sure about Foden because you you know how the ball fraud does it. Yep. So yep. <laughs> I just stuck by him. It I mean six points which turned to twelve isn't bad. It worked out in the end. But um it, it was it was an it was an okay game week. I'm seeing uh, quite a few green arrows. But um yeah. I, I I'm not sure because even with our league, I I had really wanted to finish in the top ten as, as like you, probably probably higher. I'd probably say top five, but man, every time, every every week I go up in that league, the following week it's it's a red arrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some some weeks I'll have a good game week and I'll still not move in this league because the competition here is it's it's really strong. You know, not a lot of good guys in this league. For I'll sure, For sure. I it's, think one of the things
0: really,
1: we
0: um yeah what what is we had noticed when we had just started was that. Everything in the league we were in, we would see a green arrow, and then there's the FBL Nations League where we had a red arrow, even though we overall had a green arrow. But it just goes regardless of how great of a game we can have, and because of how at least the top half of this league is, you can you can literally see a red arrow even though overall you see a green arrow. That's it's ridiculous. How tough this league? So I think um, so at, at least is good. At least it's good. We can both. Say that we had arrows. One thing that I would say moving forward, though, is that I need to—I really need to continue trusting my decision, because in this climate and it's—you have a lot of times where you make decisions and then you 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 second guess yourself and then you make a yeah. you go back it and then you end up looking at the decision afterwards and realizing, and you know, if I did what I originally planned, um everything would have been better. But I guess now you have to leave some of room for COVID to do its thing because we never know what's going to happen next. So we have to just continue reminding ourselves to stick to it until the last second, or well, last five minutes because you don't want to get yourself in a situation like last time where things crashed on people
1: <laughs> and people can make transfers. Oh, no, no, that, was, that was really tough. Yeah, that was, that was crazy.
0: But looking over, I think anybody you only know performances that we saw from the last game week. If I can start on that, the positive side of the game week, I had a few positives because I had a lot of double digit returns for me. Was the biggest one, I think, for me, Bowen. Because Bowen is somebody that I had to put faith in. Mainly to Callum, because Callum, you know, is a West Ham fan. So he has, has all the in that. And he told me about three weeks, four weeks ago that, you know, them, if it's anybody that should be looking like getting right now, it's Bowen because of his runners and the amount of um, activity he adds to West Ham's game. That's obviously something he was able to tell me firsthand because he is a literal season ticket holder at West Ham's um, <laughs> stadium. So he he's live and yeah. directed games, and he's watching all the games every single time he can. And he told me that, you know, he predicts that Bowen will be one of the highest point-getters for West Ham, the highest point-getter over this next couple of games just because of the fixtures they have and the fact that he's been... Uh, very, very involved attacking-wise for West Ham, and it it paid off this week. I think he even returned the last game as well, and he definitely saw, because I think looking at the game, he really, really bought that midfield, and he was involved in everything. He should have had a goal for himself, too. So 14 points was really, really great to see, since I had to trust in um, the stats and the advice from Callum on that, because it did pay off. That was definitely a highlight for me. you have any high personal any, any other do you think um you want the highlight?
1: Um, well, we can. It's very tough on for Leicester, but less the Leicester game. It was a really, really good performance by them. Um, as early as the Liverpool, they the, the game was really close. I expected more from Liverpool. To be honest, mm-hmm. they. Yeah, um, but Leicester, Leicester just came because I think everybody going into that game they saw Leicester can see you know, it. six goals the week before the city. So, yeah, Liverpool, who averages two goals a game or two point something goals a game, they it they was really looking that way. So, for all those guys that kept on Salah are for those who are Jota like myself, he was a serious candidate, um, candidacy for captain choice, but. I said just decided to play it safe this week. Thank God for that. Yep. Um, yep. So, a lot of guys. I know Luke Man has been a, a personal favorite of yours since last year. And he, he oh, has gone yeah. yeah, in the past two game weeks. So I think a lot of people are looking forward to them playing Norwich this week. Um but it it's been postponed. They have who they're playing, um Everton. And that's a little bit... That's a little further down. So they actually got a fixture for this week. But Everton right now really tricky because I know a lot of guys are looking to bring in Calvert-Lewin, but he hasn't played for so long. He's yeah. still a tricky one. But with two fixtures, two decent fixtures, they have Brighton and Leicester, who, you know, Leicester's second clean sheet of the season was that one against Liverpool, which is crazy. But Leicester... Usually tend to let in a goal or two. So, I think a lot of people still be looking towards Calvert Lewin for this upcoming game week. As relates to my team, yeah. now, um, I really don't know what to tell you, man. It's they, <laughs> they, 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 we play, we play well. Um, initially, for probably the first 30, 20 to 30 minutes of the game. Southampton were doing their thing. We were mostly sitting back and trying to hit them on the counter. Um, Harry Winks has actually been a revelation since Gante has come in. He's kind of like the Fabregas in this system because he should have had an assist that he, um, the goalers was rule out. I'm not even getting into that one because I know a other people online <laughs> who complain about that one. Very good nice. take by Kane and finish as well. Um, Son... Watching the game, he he. To be honest, minus the penalty that he got, he was really non-existent. A couple of times he had gotten in. First, thought was looking a bit heavy, and um, he he fired a few shots at straight at the goalkeeper. You know, um, was it Foster finished with? Was it ten saves and three bonus points? So they 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 were bad. Uh, they, they, at that end of the pitch, defensively, they they have looked good. So I know other people are looking to bring in um, He He's a good pick right now, but I'd probably say when Sessignan is back, it would um they'd probably play a game every other game each. Emerson is more nailed as Kante doesn't really rate Doherty, and it seems like they're looking to move him out in January. I probably say the most nail person is Eric Dyer, but I think he's I think he's probably at five mil. So make out that what you make. Plus he isn't really getting points unless it's clean sheet. So you you that that's a, that's personal preference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. But Son Son and Kane, especially at this following game we were playing Watford, I know. It's like some stat where they say Son usually scores against teams in yellow. So plus he scored early against Watford this season with the free kick that just went straight in. So um, I'm honestly I'm expecting a goal from him this week, probably from Kane as well, and some involvement from okay. Lucas Moro. Uh, if he if he if he starts this game. That is pretty. I was yeah, because yeah. Delhi started the Southampton game and he was he was really bad in that performance. So I fully expect Lucas Moura to start the following game week. Alright, alright. Mm-hmm. I think um with that same note
0: of rotations, if I mention a little bit about City, City's lineups have mainly and I think it's it speaks to people like Cancelo starting like every single game this season. Has been affected by um, injuries and well the odd, um, you know, jailbird we have on the team. So I think at the beginning of the season, after Mendy played his that first game against Spurs, where yeah, that he all won when yeah. Son scored the goal. Um, I think, he, I think it was right after that he went to jail or a few games after that he went to jail, which opened up the lane for you know, to have his you know have his way, um, on that bank. because we really don't have many. Options outside of Zinchenko um, to come, off for Cancelo, you know, if he needs to get rotated, which is probably why he's played most of the games. So rotationally, that's the reasons why I kept with Foden because I knew since Foden didn't play the last game, which, by the way, is something that I could never have predicted that he really out to the team because they up till twelve minutes doing God knows what. God, who and Pep doesn't like that. so I. I I took that as a loss. I couldn't do anything about that, and I didn't know about that until after the game week started. So when I saw that he came on for about twenty minutes the game week prior, I was like, okay, that 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 shows signs that Preppers um finally ready to forgive them of whatever they did and start them in the next game, which I predicted in the group. And Lo and behold, Foden and Grealish started, and the inform still in. And Mar, our top goalscorer bench. So just goes to show too that there's a very, very high risk and reward when it comes to city assets, especially in the midfield, because almost none of them are nailed, probably except if you name De Bruyne once he's 100% fit. And Foden is like a closest second, I would say, once he's fit as well. Which is why I trusted him because of his price, and then I know that once he returns, he'll this return. What's that? Do you think we'll starts
1: this weekend against Arsenal?
0: I think so. I, and I think um, I would have said before, if it wasn't Arsenal, one of De Bruyne or the others would have gotten rotated just because of the the closeness of the fixtures and does not want him to get injured again. But the fact that it's mm. Arsenal, and I've just realised that it's Arsenal, means that Pep is going to look at it as an important game. And usually when it's big games like a Chelsea or Liverpool, um, Spurs, United, he usually has a core in the midfield of one of De Bruyne, Foden, Bernardo Silva, Gundogan, Rodri. At least three of those five will start in a game like Chelsea, in a game like Arsenal, and a game like um, Liverpool. So I'm assuming and I'm going to I'm going to bank on that that because it's an Arsenal game and because it's a game that he's gonna see as very important, especially since other teams are dropping points around us and it's one of the biggest games we have since a while ago, he's going to start a very strong team, um, and he's going to look to make his intentions clear from the outset. So I, I do see both Foden
1: and De Bruyne starting next game, um, which yeah, should be good for us I am saying that they're in really good form, right now, and this is probably the best they've been for a couple of years now. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm fully expecting a strong team from him. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm. Probably considering bringing in um De Bruyne for this game. Because he's the he, he he's the one guy I'm certain will start. Probably him and Bernardo, but you know Bernardo and the points recently haven't been great. So mm-hmm. I know De Bruyne will be in the mix of everything. So I'm he he's he's one that I'm I'm currently looking at.
0: I see him, and I think if whenever I do decide to do my wildcard, he's definitely going to be my first target. Um, because I know that once he's playing and once he's in full flight, he's going to be affecting everything from assists to goal chances, free kicks, corners. He's going to be on everything. So I am fully expecting that he's going to continue hauling big once he continues to play, especially in this form. And that also, I gladly touch on Bernardo because as I told a few people in the group on column aside, Bernardo had a patch when he was returning those big holes and it was mainly due to lack of Foden and De Bruyne at the same time which is the first time it know happened it was usually either De Bruyne that Foden was there or vice versa but both of them being out at the same time meant that people like Sterling, Marais, Jesus um got a lot more playing time and it also meant that somebody like Bernardo could be the engine that would otherwise be De Bruyne which is why I was in a lot of situations where he was assisting and scoring. But as soon as, and I think you saw it, and you told me that as soon as De Bruyne returned and Foden, he got pushed back a lot. So (laughs) I think it was the biggest example of that was against Leeds when Mm -hmm. Rodri for like 45 minutes looked like prime Yaya Toure and just made it marauding runs into the penalty area. I think that's how Foden scored his first goal because he had a shot deflected and Foden tapped it in. So yeah, yeah. and all and then that angle, you didn't see Bernardo at all because Bernardo's in the in the center circle looking on. So it definitely showed that his role now is a lot deeper and he's going to be a lot box to box. So he will show up from time to time, but it's not going to be as consistent as those few game weeks that he he had where he was cons- cons- consistently turning big. So that's definitely something for those city owners to note. If you and I would recommend that you you look to sell him at least moving forward because I don't think I can guarantee that he's going to get probably more than one return in the next three game weeks if so much. So I think with that being said, and the fact that we're making mentions of this next game week, what are your plans for now that we have announced that there's a double game week coming up in the next game? What are your plans in terms of attacking your transfers and your team? How you think it line up?
1: Um. Okay. Uh, honestly, I'm thinking of using the my first free hit chip for this week because I'm um, going into this game with my team currently. It's made up of. I know I have Jota and Trent. I also have a City triple. Um. Yeah. Two United. I. I. Unfortunately. I'm without Bowen, so he's definitely someone I'm looking to bring in for Gallagher. And Rhys James also got injured last week. Even though I had planned that after the Brighton fixture, I would have gotten rid of Rhys James due to the fact that they have Liverpool, City, Spurs. Um, mm. And then they have two blanks. So I was planning to get rid of him for this week. But I also... I'm actually without any Spurs assets besides regular. And and I think I I actually wanted one for this game week. But with all these changes that I need to make and I've double Arsenal on my bench and I don't think I'll be putting any of them into my starting 11 because I actually don't think Arsenal will score in this fixture. To be honest, I haven't scored against City for a while now, for probably the last hours like four or five meetings. So, honestly, I, I have no hope for them. It's, I'm not getting carried away with Arsenal's farm. It's kind of what happened before they went to Anfield, and we know how that went. Right. So, I actually am looking to free hit. I, I know a lot of people will be looking to triple up on West Ham players because they have Palace and. And Norwich, hopefully the Norwich cases would have cleared up by then, and they're able to play because I know other people see Antonio or Bowen as a viable captaincy. Pick this this upcoming game week, and um, I don't know the City, the Chelsea, Liverpool fixture is very tricky, which can really go either way. Um Chelsea have been really out of form lately and they'll be without James and well we they had already been without Chilwell. Kante is back now, so it shores up the defence a bit, but they still not really looked good. Because even in the Brighton game, I believe they should have lost that game. Um, I heard
0: so, I really did hit Heso.
1: Yeah, I, I... Brighton, Brighton, really wasteful as they they usually are. You know the the XG gods themselves. Yes. <laughs> yep. So their 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 football is played on paper, you know. But they, I, I I honestly don't really want to take the risk. But I'll still I think I I'd, I'd still leave in trend for this game week. But um. I I don't know, man. It's it's very tricky, and the deadline is closing in on me fast. I I also have two United players in De Gea and Ronaldo, who I probably look to get out for this game week, just because um, Wolves have been one of the best defensive teams in the league, and when teams sit back against United, it's very hard for them to break them down. I think. You know, probably they here would probably keep a clean sheet mm. because Wolves haven't been good in the final third. But at the same time, you know, most people would look to target a goalkeeper with two fixtures, especially two semi-decent fixtures like West Ham. So, um, no, man. I, I think I'd probably activate the free hit tonight before the price raises is coming. Um, Bringing a few players, especially those that I kn- that I know, their price will raise later tonight. I get in those set a few alarms for the morning and do that. I probably after all the New Year celebrations later later on. I just mm-hmm. get into that because I've already did a quick draft. Um, so I'll I'll probably do that later. on. how about you? You're looking to use any chips or just spending points? I think I think I'm in both with the free hits um,
0: because I have. So let me tell you, what I have I sold Jatta and Salah now, which thankfully, will, so I don't have the Liverpool triple or double. I just have Trent, so I probably would just trust Trent in that Chelsea, um, Liverpool game. But outside of that, of uh, um, Dupra's picture was just postponed, so he's not playing again. And then I have Ragan City, so I don't think I want to start Ramsdale for that game. Uh, um, then I have Liverpool, Gallagher, who both are probably not going to play next week anyway, so I definitely need to get rid of no. those. I have a Rudiger who's playing against Liverpool, I'm not too sure if I want to start him. Then I have a Smith who also is going to be in City, I don't think I want to start him either. Dennis against Tottenham, that's also iffy. So I have a few players here that I don't think um, spending points make sense this week, especially with the double game available. The great thing, though, is that I have Bowen and Antonio already. I bought them in for the last game week. Um, so I don't have that to worry about. And I also have Son, who I wanted to have going forward. So I think free hitting would see me bringing in a keeper, probably Fabianski. As you mentioned from West Ham with his two fixtures, I'm probably going to look to bring in Regulon as well as you have him, um, just to at least switch out Livermore and get rid of that. And also probably would use him in my um, in my main team going forward because I need to get around that Livermore pick. And I also might look to bring in somebody like Rufa or probably um, somebody else to replace Gallagher. And definitely, I think we were going to mention him, Calvert-Lewin as a striking option because Everton also have a double game week. calvert winner's back. He's back in training and as, um, as close to fully fit as he can be. So I think I'm going to go with those possible transfers and some more. Probably have to do a little more research on that to see if there's any more options I have. I think I'm also going to trust my City double in Diaz and Foden um, because I think Diaz is nailed to start, and I believe Foden also going to start, and those two can be in on one city that made the game, which I fully expect. So that should be um a great prospect for some points forward. Um, so yeah, Antonio DCL. There's one more person that I wanted. Who was that? Tony. Tony, right? Because Brentford is the other team with the double gaming. So double so even though and they, because I have they, Ronaldo I have a lot of funds there to use yeah
1: they haven't played for a while though so are you but I think for that price and two fixtures I, I guess you you're probably I would say a mindset like me and most that think that he should he should at least grab one goal in these two fixtures
0: and then for his price I think that that risk is very um, it's very um uh, it's it's very easy to make because it's just what T six point sevens. I don't know what his price is now, but he's mm-hmm. definitely he's definitely um gonna be with that move if it is you can save money and put it elsewhere and he plays two fixtures. I think it makes sense, especially since it's a free hit, it's not um something that you're gonna stick with going forward. So yeah, I think I'll take that risk. Um and then to because he's Because he's playing for a Brentford tie that doesn't have, I think Mbwimo is still out. He's definitely going to be the focal point attacking-wise. So at least I know that if they do get a win attacking-wise, it's going to involve Tony in some capacity. I'm hoping that it's a goal, but it can also be an assist. And if that's the case, then we can look in at him getting at least one or two returns in these two game weeks. So yeah, I think I'm willing to make that risk and go for him moving forward, because I think I can see a lot of upside in that.
1: Okay, well, besides Calvert-Lewin, are you looking at any other Everton assets? Yeah, so what I what I saw
0: when I loaded into the FPL app was that Gray is also seen as an option. Now, I, I personally have never owned Gray, I think, for this entire season. I might have watched him for a game week or so, but I've never watched Everton games that closely to understand how he plays enough. I don't know if you have any more information or insight on him. But I think I've I've seen a lot of people interested in bringing him in as one of those differential options, especially with the fixtures that Everton play.
1: Yeah, I earlier in the season, I tuned into quite a few Everton games. I, I don't know why, but I happened to catch a few games. T- to be honest, I I was a Dukure owner at the beginning of the season because he really made them tick when I watched them. Plus... He made a few he made a lot of late runs into the box. So when Calvert and Rich Allison would be holding off the strike, um the defenders, he mm. would usually get into some very good decisions in some very good positions, the courier that is. And yeah. um he he chipped in with a few goals and assists. I remember like there was one at Old Trafford and a, a few others earlier in the season, like Burnley game and so on. Um I know then takes the the set pieces, the wide free kicks and so on. Since Dini has fallen out of favor, um, the the out ball though majority of times would usually be Demari Gray. He always in space, so whenever they get it on the counter attack, they usually yeah. look at demari Gray and then the rest of the team would get up to assist him. And he, you know, he's pretty. He's a pretty decent one v one dribbler, so. He 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 does well at times though his shooting is a bit off, but he always gets into good positions though. I, I I'll give him that. So he right. he 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 is one to look at. I'm I'm actually looking at either him or the core for for the double game week along with Calvert Lewin. I'm not so sure about any Everton defenders. Um. I don't know it's 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 a very tricky one we'll see how it goes Yep
0: yep I I don't think I um, I pass my mind on any Everton defenders either Let me just take a look at these fixtures as I have a right so it's Brighton and Leicester Um I think we had touched on earlier with Leicester's situation um is what is do you know the latest on Madison as well cuz I know a lot of people I'd look to Madison, especially for that Norwich game that was postponed. But he's in a rich form um a
1: form of late. Um I think Brendan Rogers had come out and said um, something along the lines of Mad um Madison is fine. I think I saw that somewhere on Reddit a few days after the um the Liverpool game. Right, okay. So um he 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 would be a good asset, yes, because yeah, I I highly doubt Everton would be keeping any clean sheet for the two games. It's right. it's, it's, it's I, I don't know in the, in the Everton games that I've watched, they there's usually large spells in the game where they're under a lot of pressure because I remember even watching them play against Burnley and they had Everton had the large share of possession. And then Burnley just kept hitting them on the counter. About Burnley had the better chances. And then Burnley scored first. And then Everton just hit them with three in like ten minutes. So and even with the with the Arsenal game, it was something similar in that game as well. Um And when they played us and, and a few others. So it's it's very tricky. I know. I know, though, that um something I noted in our team is that Keane usually gets into good positions and set pieces. So, I know he got a few assists and I think a couple goals as well earlier in the season. So, even when they were conceding, Keane was still picking up a few points along the way. But, you know, in the midst of what Chelsea and Chelsea, Liverpool and City were doing, nobody was really thinking of... Picking up an an Everton defender, especially for like five mil,
0: yeah,
1: exactly. If I, if I was going with an Everton defender, it would be it would be it would probably be keen.
0: Okay, okay, that is interesting because looking at the defenders now, um, a lot of people would say that we we should definitely be looking at replacements moving forward, even after this double game week for Chelsea defenders, especially since now they I don't think I can't remember the last time they've kept the clean sheet, um. Especially as a Chelsea owner, I've been getting a lot of two pointers lately. And it's been very, very. And there have been games where they deserve to concede. It's not a case of they've been conceding goals that, you know, way that you would never expect or be against the run of play. They've been against teams that have been attacking and looking very, very threatening. I, th- I think you mentioned that Brighton should have won the game they played against Chelsea. I didn't watch the game, but I heard through the comments that Brighton were dominating, as they usually do in games like that. And the goal that they got, even though it was literally um, just uh, a crossing and Welbeck surprised me with that jump. Um, it was it was coming. Um, and outside of that, the Leeds game. Leeds went out and attacked them. And they were able to score one on Um they got a little blessed there with Rúdiger's antics in the block box and got two penalties. But it just you're seeing it now where teams are not no longer viewing Chelsea as this defensive fortress, and I think also due to the injuries that they're having and now with James most recently, I think Chelsea are beginning to show a lot more cracks defensively than um, than before.
1: Yeah, um, I think that 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 really came down to. Um... The midfield duo as well, the the loss of Kovac and Kanti was really affecting them heavily, right, and then right. uh, the the loss of Chilwell because you know Alonso is a bit of a liability defensively. I've heard so that. <laughs> yeah, so um it's it's been really tough for them. As I said, I, I was looking to get rid of my Chelsea asset going forward until I see I some some more form from them, then I'd probably look to bring in one and probably Mount as well. Because, you know, Mount is usually at the centre of whatever Chelsea do. So, yep. if there's any Chelsea asset I'd bring in now, it's probably Mount. Yeah. But, um, and and I think ahead.
0: it's funny too. I think it's really interesting because before probably... Yesterday I would have come into this podcast and told you that we should probably be talking about Lukaku as well, who who has, <laughs> has scored two goals, two, two goals in his game in the last two games. And and then he comes out with this with this interesting interview where he basically lambases everybody and tells them, you know what? I, I really don't want to be here, you know. But I, I, I didn't want to say it earlier, but I think I should say it now, because that makes sense. And he basically tell everybody that it, Milan is his home, and he that's where he wants to return. So, do you think as a as an FPL player looking at that and possibly looking for a striking option moving forward, because he he is in some sort of he scored in the last two games. Um, do you think that, that those type of comments and then that ultimately reaction from to who said that you know he didn't expect this coming from um, Lukaku, would that have an, an effect on his and performances during the games going forward. Do you think that you'll see something like that?
1: Man, I, I honestly I honestly can't say, but it's I mean it's it's down to Tuchel because he he decides the games when he wants to start Lukaku. But I I, I honestly don't know what to tell you, man. I cause those those Especially the timing of it, I, I would understand because you know, usually comments like those are usually made when the players go off on international duty or probably in the summer or so, right? But it's, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 to be honest, with all things are right now, I still wouldn't look to bring him in because he's what like eleven point five or something along that line. Yeah. So it's it's still out of money for uncertainty. So I I, I don't know, I, I'd just put that money into Antonio if I didn't own him already, you know? Right, right, right. You're right. Yeah, it's it's really it's really, really
0: um eye opening. I, I think we need to wait on um on more more evidence and more background story to that before, um, before moving forward, because that is that is definitely a shocking revelation there. Um, but I think moving forward, what if you just want to touch on it, just to briefly mention it, I guess, because it's here now. Um, that wild card that we have is: Do you see yourself planning to use that anytime soon, or is it just a case of uh, it's too many too many uncertainties, and I can't really see myself using it now, so I'm not too sure.
1: Um. Well, not not for uh, not for this week because I wouldn't want going forward my team to be filled with um, West Ham, Everton players. Um, and it's really just for this one week. I think further down when, let me see, Chelsea Chelsea's fixtures kick in after I think it's game week twenty five when they return from the Club World Cup. Um right I think after that and based on how they're looking plus you know City City have good fixtures as well The thing with City is that they don't have any double game weeks to look forward to I oh, was and, um, to mention, yeah Yeah City, City 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 have played all 20 games But um then then you have the likes of Tottenham where they they have a few double game weeks to look forward to as well. And there's are against um good opponents on paper, Brighton, Burnley, Leicester. So I think when at the probably when the next double game week comes around or so. Or if a lot of games get postponed again, then probably then at that point in time I'd look into it. But and it would have to be and an instance where after after that game week where I use it, it would be a team that I wouldn't the following game week would come, and if there are no COVID cases or injuries, I probably wouldn't even have to make a change. You get me
0: right, I that's yeah, I think it's an interesting it's an interesting prospect' um the first wild card that I used this season was I think it was straightforward. And I, I'm i telling you, I'm, I'm, I have to laugh at it now because as I started the season, it was it was looking down the drain for me um because I was one of those believers in the Ronaldo Blanc when he just came into United. I, I firmly believe that he would be benched and he would come on after 60 minutes and he would get a, a one point for those who brought him in. And he ended up scoring two goals and and completely obliterating my ranking for that week. And then I capped <laughs> and then i captain antonio that same week who got a red card um so it was it was an amazing time but right after that i wild carded um because i knew that i had some moves that i had to add some players weren't making sense so at that point it was almost straightforward people had a lot of landmarks that they wanted to hit and they could have even planned the game except they wanted to but i think carlam was one of the last person I know, who had his wildcard and he planned from the beginning of the season because he had a whole spreadsheet of fixtures that he was going to wildcard around this time because of the West Ham fixtures, Liverpool fixtures, and the City fixtures, which is why he tripled up on
1: yeah.
0: City, brought in Bowen, um, tripled up on Liverpool, and he got his points. But I, as you said, it's it's I, unless, unless the situation presents itself, it's a do-or-die situation, I don't think I'll be personally using my wildcard anytime soon either. And as we're talking about free hits now, I think the the benefit is always there in these circumstances to keep your chips as long as you can, because you just never know. Thankfully, the FBL Mm -hmm. gods above blessed us with another free hit, so we can, we definitely can benefit from planning ahead of those, but um, it's definitely beneficial, I think, to um, use as what you can and work with the team that you have before. Or just the obliterating it and putting in a wild card because you don't want the case of as you said you have a wild card and then the next the immediate game week after you have, have like 10 or let's not say 10 six players that you don't want to be playing and then you have a case where three of them have to start and you don't know you really don't know if you can get points from any of them so I guess that's the same for me i i'm probably going to be as cautious as ever with that next wild card because I know it can be a do or die um situation going forward forward. Also, lastly, do you do you have any teams that you would recommend to players, FBL players, that you need to target moving forward? So I think we touched on um, Spurs, Spurs' nice fixtures, especially with a double game week. City don't have any double game week, so you might need to just be aware of those moving forward if you have a triple up on them um, that they won't have any double game weeks coming time soon. Are there any other fixtures or any other teams presentable fixtures that you think players should really focus in on moving forward? Like, get West as you mentioned, or get those players. Any other teams like that? Um,
1: I, I like Brighton's fixtures coming up. They, they have a, a good run up until game week 29 when they play Liverpool and then Man City. But leading up to that, they have uh, Everton, Palace, Leicester, Watford, Burnley. Villa Newcastle, so I I was honestly thinking about looking at someone like I I know it's kind of a meme, but Marpy, and I also <laughs> right. like of Kukarela. Um as someone who follows Barcelona as well. He, he's someone that I really liked from. He was in our academy, so it's it's good to see him doing well in the Premier with Brighton. So he's also someone I was looking at. Um Lampty would have been good, but he, he you know how it is with him and the injuries. As anyone yep. who was in FPL last year who, who had him knows that um he'd probably play three games now and then miss three months. So um really just those, probably Sanchez to be honest. Because um you know he, he makes a few saves here and there. I think um, what's the other team? I I had actually. I know they were. It, obviously, as you, you already said, West Ham and um. I don't know, man. Manchester United are just they 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 are really flip flop teams. So the fixtures will look good on paper, like. You know, um, Newcastle away, but then they go and put in that kind of performance
0: because mm-hmm. they have
1: some fixtures. West Ham mixed in with that as well. Um, so they they actually have some decent fixtures going forward. But I don't know. I I think it's right now. It's mostly form I'm targeting than than the fixtures really. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Madison. So where I see Madison really doing bits, uh, it it kind of it 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 it's at a point where if if he's fit, then I'd probably look to bring him in because on his day, he's a really quality player. Plus, you know, he takes the set pieces as well. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, that those those teams. As I said, Everton. Everton have good fixtures, but you you never know what Everton team is turning up.
0: Yep, that is true. I think um <clears throat> personally I I'm like you in that I, I like to look at the form of players. Um so that's what generally would determine what whether or not I transfer in a player, especially for um any particular game week, regardless of if it's a double game week or not. So as you said, Madison, I, I definitely look at Madison and the only reason that I didn't bring him in what was the reason I didn't bring us game week? I think it was because of the yeah, fact that cool. I had, right, and then I didn't, yeah, you know, you didn't want to trust him in a game like that. And then you see him go down with a knock. So things really, you know, might push you away from him. If he, if as I said, he saw some posts, if he is fully fit, I think I would recommend his addition because he's only 6.8 right now. And as a midfielder, that's uh, really quality for him, because he's bringing in double-digit hauls. He's a goal-scoring threat, he's an assist threat, and as he said, he's sunset pieces. So his likelihood of returning is very, very high. He's similar to what Jack Ruedes was for Aston Villa in that he's really the engine of that. Controlling what the attackers do. And I think off of that, the attackers do well. So you see people like Lukman now have really improved because Madison is really starting to find them in the better areas. Ian Nacho as well. So I think moving forward, he's definitely an option once, and especially once Leicester gets a team closer to what their fully fit team would look like. I think moving forward, Leicester assets would be very, very key. Um, there was one more thing that I wanted to touch, touch on, yeah. As we are heading January, we have this thing um, that we now have to deal with would call AFCon. And as a result, players like South, um, <coughs> Mendy. You have a whole host of players, Ian Nacho, the list goes on, um, who will be m- going to the AFCON championship and leave a lot of holes in many um, FPL teams, especially with the, the departure of, so say, you're going to have a lot of people, I think, is more than nearly three-quarters of the, the entire population of FPL are going to have one player less. What options do you think exist to replace him immediately? Um, for those who are looking for a replacement, especially if you don't want to just leave them on the money bench,
1: what do you oh, think an Sal-
0: option to go about? For- Salah, yeah.
1: Um, I think it. I think the 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 smartest option would just be to move to Jota because, um, Liverpool are still going to play really well. I don't think they'll score as many goals, and not sure who they. Penalty taker would be no, but I think it's just an easy sideway move to Jota. Especially if Liverpool are still in form, I'd go with him if I didn't have him already. But he also brought up Ian Nacho, and I was thinking because I think I saw recently that Vardy would be out for a few weeks. So if um if that's the case, and when do the players leave? Uh, it's after this this following game week. I think so, yeah. Because I think they got an
0: extension on when they can release the players, the club. So I think it's after this game week.
1: Yeah, so that would probably make um, Patson Daka, the striker from Leicester, it would probably make him a very feasible option. You know, unless they plan to put Lukman up top. I don't. I'm not sure how Brendan plans to start out that one, but he he would be a viable option as well. Mm. Yeah, I, th-
0: I think I was looking at, I think I was looking at um, bringing in somebody like Jutta because I was in with him, and I never liked tripling up on Liverpool players or players in general. It's just a personal thing that I never like to do. There's so many opportunities for good, but there's also so many opportunities for bad. And then, um, yeah, you know, I so I had him when I had Salah and he returned, but you know, I just fluctuated in and out with him. So I think I will bring him back in now that he and Anish, not only Salah, money too, from Liverpool, will be leaving. So attacking-wise, I think they'll be heavily dependent on Jota. So I think his addition would be key to replace Salah. And I think probably, like, for terms of the midfield position and price-wise, we be Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I think we touched on him already. If Kevin De Bruyne can to stay healthy and that's just my thing as a City fan I just know that once De Bruyne plays he's going to get better that's just how he is but he just needs to stay. once he stays fit and he's playing consistently which he will get as the time progresses he'll have a lot more fixtures to go as Champions League and stuff returns he will continue to get better so I think like for like I would I would go um Kevin De Bruyne straight out the bat once I can guarantee that he's 100% fit
1: yeah, I I think I think that's that, that, that's one good um like for like moving down the price because I believe De Bruyne is eleven point nine or so So, yeah. just be just be a, a good straight swap. Right. Um. So yeah, I think
0: I think what well, it is game week here. Um, it's going to be anyone. I'm hoping. Praying that if I at least stay the hundred okay, that I'll be a nice New Year's present. I wouldn't lie. Um, and this double game presents opportunities for big points. Um, moving forward. So yeah. Um, just as we close, anything else that you wanted to mention? Just before we wrap up things for today.
1: I um. No, I think I, I've gotten everything in. It, it's. It's been a good experience um, featuring on the podcast as well, I must say. Um, hopefully, yeah, um, because from the from the, the beginning, I had planned to be involved. But, you know, man, you, you know how life is. A lot of things have been coming up. So yeah. I wasn't able to make time. But hopefully going forward, I can try to feature on a few more. Yeah, man, sure. I think I'm going to be...
0: Only great things if we can come back on. So we'll definitely be looking out for that opportunity. But yeah, so for all those who made it to the end of the podcast, thank you very much for featuring and listening in. Um, for all those interested in joining in, please don't hesitate to message me or Callum. Um, We'll be very, very grateful to have you, have your inputs, have your opinions, because this is a conversation as much as, as it is a podcast. We just love to engage in FPL Talk. And for all those who are new, Please share, like it, subscribe if you're new, share it to all your friends who play FPL, even those who are interested in starting. This is a great tool for those who are interested in just getting the the, the bare minimum tips and moving forward. Hopefully this can help them get those greeners in the game weeks. So that all that being said, we thank you and we hope to see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye guys. Thanks.
1: Later.